Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing the do's and don'ts of pitching to the press because we want you to do it right. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am so excited to welcome back a guest that I had on a few episodes ago, Kristen Marquette. And Kristen has been a publicist and a business owner for approximately two decades. As the owner and creative director of Marquette Media, um, Kristen oversees the daily operations of the business while executing client campaigns. Throughout her career as a publicist, Kristen has developed partnerships with leading brands and entrepreneurs. Kristen's ap- academic background includes advanced studies in data science, business, and public relations. Kristen is also a member of the Young Entrepreneur Council, the Fast Company Executive Board, and the Rolling Stone Council uh, Culture Council. Kristen, thank you so much for, for coming back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And I was very excited when you invited me back. Yeah, well, thank you. I, you know, we had such a good conversation and I felt like we really just touched on the surface of, of how to help people with how to pitch, right? Because there's a lot of people that are, that are going to do it by themselves and they they need to DIY it, right? They're not going to be able to hire an expert Mm -hmm. like yourself. So I want to make sure that they have tips. So, because we kind of joked about it, but it is true mm-hmm. um, that they're, you know, in the marketing space, in the PR space, that there are a lot of people that are doing it wrong. They give it a bad name. Um, and I just want to make sure that we kind of arm people with this, how to do it right mm-hmm. so that they aren't kind of making it more difficult. So can I, just, let's just go kind of go back. Like what are the things that you're, that you're seeing people do wrong when they pitch the press? My goodness. Uh, so many, but I would say the five most common things are mass pitching. Um, meaning you send one pitch out to a thousand different media. That is just a no, no. Um, I had to tell a potential client yesterday, I said, we don't mass pitch, do everything one-to-one. I said, if you're looking to blanket pitch and get quantity over quality, we're not the right firm for you. The second thing would be spell the journalist's name correctly. I can't tell you how many times I, people spell my name. I get pitches with E-N. Name is not E-N, it's I-N. Take two seconds Look to see how the media professional spells their name. Number three, make sure that your subject line is eight words or fewer. I generally strive for five or fewer, um, but you want all the the copy um, or the lead to be able to fit within that viewable or visible subject line. So I think five to eight Mm -hmm. is generally a a good number to strive for. Uh, Mm -hmm. Number four would be keep your pitch to fewer than 250 words um, and make it focused on how you are going to help the journalist or television producer do their job. Uh, Self-promotion is an absolute no, no, nobody really cares Mm -hmm. what you you know, how wonderful and revolutionary and great you are. It's really at the end of the day, it's providing value and making the media professionals life easier. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say the fifth thing would be get rid of the filler words, get rid of, you know, like I just said, (laughs) word revolutionary, Um, pretty much any qualifier and just keep your pitch very 
concise, targeted, and ensure that it matches the tone and the style of the publication or podcast that you're pitching. Read a couple of articles, listen to a couple of episodes, watch a couple of, you know, TV segments if you're going to be pitching for TV and make sure that everything aligns and you're going to maximize your chances of landing media coverage, or at least getting that journalist to open your email and hopefully facilitate Mm -hmm. conversation. At least start conversation. I knew a lot of these things, but the, one of the biggest things is that you really learn a lot of this by when you're on the other side, when you're getting those pitches yourself. So I obviously get pitches for this podcast and I got one today and um, there's a particular agency won't name names, but they <laughs> constantly go out and they are pitching to, you know, to podcasts. If that's supposedly their specialty, but mm-hmm. it's so, Hey, I've got this great entrepreneur. They'd be perfect for your show. Insert name here. Blah. And you know that they're kind of blanketing things out and things like that. Um, and I, and I just think it's such a, sh- it's, it's really a shame because the, I, the, the person that hired them doesn't know that the, that's how they're being represented either. Mm, yeah. um, and it, it's just, it just really is a shame because it's almost like I see this person send me something and I'm like, Oh God, I kind of open it just to say, did they finally learn? Nope, they haven't. Yeah. Um, but they pretty much do all of those things wrong. You know, it's, it's so much about who this person is and why they're great. And a lot of times like you're just kind of going, well, this is person that's kind of really solidly direct competition to me. And you haven't even told me why they would be great for the show and why they're not competition. Like, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, let's just spell it out. You know, like, I think that that's kind of one of the things. I mean, if sometimes I've been pitched to, to someone that's maybe seen it as, as a competitor, we say, okay, well, this is my niche and this how is how I, I can add something to you. Let's just, right. yeah, people are stupid. <laughs> like, don't pretend that they're just going to, well, this person says it's so, so it must be so. We should have them on. Right. Come right. on. Like, these are journalists. And, you know, they're experienced and, you know, they can see right through, you know, the good and the bad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you really want to try and make their lives easier. And you want, uh, uh, as an extension of that, you want to be able to build a long-term relationship with these people Mm -hmm. and have or become the go-to expert for a specific area. And that's generally what I try and do with my clients. You know, I mean, some of our clients have been with us, you know, 10 years. Um, And over the 10 years, this, this person in the the mental health space or this person in the business coaching space um, have, we've spent 10 years building their brands and whenever USA Today, Allure, I mean, even something like the Financial Times needs commentary, they're going to come to one of my clients to get it instead of Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, find other sources. And that's ultimately, that's the dream. That's, that's what you want to do. Right. Um, it does take time. It does take patience. You know, I understand the media do change jobs quite often, right? Beach change. Um, people leave, people retire, no one's coming in. But at the end of the day, if you had a good relationship with one person in a specific beat, it's going to be a lot easier to build a relationship with their successor. Um, mm-hmm. or, or, or if they move to another place, you can mm-hmm. stay with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I it think comes one down of the to. things. Yeah, like uh, funny enough, I was <laughs> um, the, when you look at job applications. Sometimes when we're we're out there looking, you know, for associates to hire, I, I put out the question, you know, why would you be a good fit? And you'd be amazed by the response that people say. Like they're just kind of like, I'm because I'm great. You're just kind of like, okay, well, delete. Great, because <laughs> you God. didn't. Please, you didn't. You you failed. You failed the test. The test mm-hmm. was pitch your pitch how you are are special, what you're going to bring. And so I think probably the press is getting inundated with these essentially like I am great kind of pitches instead of actually saying, hey, you know what? I know this is what you do. I saw your article last week that did this, this, and this. I really think if you you know if you need another expert to talk on the subject, this is your person. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then you could maybe say, "Hey, this is what they've done, and this is why, and that kind of thing." But it's like, yeah, kind of like after that first initial thing, because if you don't have that first initial part that hooks them, they're not even going to read the rest of the thing that Absolutely. talks about why this expert is actually an expert mm-hmm. and why you know this. They should. The media should heavily consider you know, you or your client over, you know, the 500 other pitches that they've received. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you. It's just kind of, you know, it's sad, but you know, hopefully, hopefully somebody will get one person. I I think that our listeners and watchers will, (laughs) hopefully they're taking notes um, on this because this is really good information really for anything. If you're ever pitching anything and a job is kind of a pitch like if you're pitching anything make it about the other person not right. about you right it's coming up with an elevator pitch right yeah and it needs yeah. to be 30 seconds or fewer if your elevator pitch focuses on you then it's a bad elevator pitch start again <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely you know and uh, structuring such a pitch it's not rocket science you know we're not yeah. curing cancer here yeah. And I, I agree with getting rid of those filler words too, because sometimes, um, I look at people's websites, even sales websites or, or something like that. And there's so many filler words. Um, I call it filler fruit, like the green melon and fill It's like filler fruit. No one wants that fruit. Um, <laughs> so get rid of it. Um, my team, I, we joke about the filler fruit. Get rid of the filler fruit. It happened with a, with a particular person that I was reading the last couple of days. I was looking at their website and I'm like, your website literally tells me nothing. It's mm. a whole bunch of words and it kind of sounds, but I mean, it kind of doesn't really sound good because I'm kind of going, I really have no idea what you do as a business because mm-hmm. of all of these words that don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like a lot of professional services websites. You know, I know that they're yeah. very limited with the way that they can, you know, the narratives that they can tell. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're more in kind of a creative space. So you can tell your story however you want um, without needing to, you know, use revolutionary and unique yeah. and premier and leading and superior and all this other crap that means right. absolutely nothing. It, it doesn't. But I mean, if someone literally can look at your pitch or look at your website and they don't know what you do, that doesn't make sense because there's so many filler words and you're so unique. You're so uniquely unique that I don't need to use you. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> You're revolu- You're so revolutionarily unique that I'm going to go to another provider. 
or yeah, another no. person for my for my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, some of like you, some of the content, you know, the pitches that you know we get. It's. Oh. I think that a lot of times, what's actually an interesting thing is that people don't they don't really look constructively at their own work. So if you're DIYing the stuff. You know, if you can have your friend, your spouse, your roommate, your whatever, look it over objectively mm-hmm. and say, if this was my job to hire you to get to, you know, not hire you, but, but to, to, to take your pitch and to have you on my show or to, ha- you know, write, have you quoted in an article, is this going to do the job? Right. Exactly. Is it going to be substantive enough to make, you know, to make somebody want to take action. And, mm-hmm. you know, nine times out of 10, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, and I do understand that it's very difficult to look at content, you know, whether it's a picture website or proposal um, through an objective lens, because you're the one that's working on it. So in that case, the best thing to do is if you don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of or somebody to mm-hmm. review it for you, then step away from it. Take, you know, a day, a week, um, and then come back and look at it with fresh eyes. I mean, this is what we were taught to do in school, you know, from like fifth grade English. Right. But not if you're doing it at the very last minute, right? If you're so close to the deadline, you don't do that. So you have to not work so close to a deadline that you You don't have that time to step away. Right. The procrastination piece, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a procrastinator, you need to work on that because, yeah, um, that is really funny. So I, so let's, I mean, so we want to, we've given people a lot of the do's and some horror stories and things like that. What can actually make a pitch stand out? What's like, is there like one thing or what's like the biggest thing that can make a pitch stand out? I find the inverted pyramid to be very archaic. Um, okay. I think it's good when you're sending a release over the wire, which I generally don't do because the results are, I mean, you don't get backlinks. It's a very old school yeah, way of doing yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like what you would do in like 2010. Um, yeah. or earlier. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, pre, pre-internet, right? Um, mm-hmm. And social media. So I would say, you know, I like to follow more of a narrative structure. I follow Mm -hmm. more of a story structure and every single pitch I send out has bullet points that if Mm -hmm. it's for a product or a company, they're benefit-based and really describe what the unique selling proposition is or whatever it is I'm trying Mm -hmm. to pitch. Um, And if it's an interview or a feature, then the bullet points are going to be talking points. Um, Mm -hmm. And you want to, like I said, you want to keep your pitch to 250 words or fewer, a couple bullet points, um, make it a narrative, learn the art of storytelling, right? So that your pitch isn't boring. um, And then close with a boilerplate or your media bio, which should be a hundred words or fewer, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's it. And make sure mm-hmm. every single one that you send out is customized. Don't send mm-hmm. out one pitch to 10 different people because you're just not yeah. going to get results. Yeah, those are really good tips. So well, let's let's kind of, so we talked about like the, the tips, the don'ts 
of pitching. Let's talk about like the do's. So let's give like a solid list of the okay. do's. What are, what are your favorite do's? Um, yeah, brevity and clarity um, are really two of uh, any PR person's job, right? Um, you want to have a very succinct, concise subject line. Like I said, eight words or fewer. I generally strive for five. Customize every single pitch. Make sure you spell the person's name right. Um, and also include a, an article topic that you can talk about. I have never mm. received a pitch in my life, ever. Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, any of the places I write for <laughs> um, that said, okay, well, you know what? My client or I'm an expert on A, um, and I could comment on B, C, and D for article topic Z. Include some ideas, um, especially if you don't have an editorial calendar, uh, because a lot mm -hmm. of, especially with freelancers, you know, you're not going to have access mm -hmm. to an editorial calendar. So you'll want to, you're going to want to give the journalist or the television producer an idea, um, for a story that they can write and include your commentary, mm -hmm. or maybe they can focus the whole thing around you. You don't know, but yet yeah, definitely include some article ideas. It blows my mind that people wouldn't do that. We always like have that like on the media kit, here are the topics, here are their things, here are their, their kind of like key focus. And you, you have the ones that are just super bland, like mm -hmm. publicity, public relations, same thing, but you know, like just these broad topics instead of how this, that, and the other does this, mm -hmm. how 2023 is what, you know, like very specific targeted things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's the it blows, but you know, I think that if I go back to that pitch that somebody gave to me for my podcast, I'm sure that they didn't have any topics or if they did, they were very broad and they weren't related to me. And I think that's, if they do have topics, they're like, here are my topics, not how it relates to you and how it could actually be a good fit for your show, your art, your, um, you know, what you actually write about. Correct. <laughs> Which again is, goes back to your point of you have to tailor it. And if it's not yeah. a good fit, then don't send the email. Don't send the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good oh, fit. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. And my other, my other tip is never call a producer or a journalist unless you know them because. Really? Okay. That's another yeah. old school tactic. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there was no such thing as email. It was like fax yeah. and telephone, right? Back yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah. Um, social media didn't exist, you know, email didn't exist, but yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Don't call producer or media professional unless you know them or you've had a conversation, you know, you've had mm -hmm. some form of communication with them because they're not going to know who you are. I know that I hate phone calls. <laughs> I'm like, what is, I was, yeah, I was like, I hate when the phone rings. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to answer it. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be a generational so, thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like I really just don't. I hate I hate the phone. Or I'm like send oh me an God. email, you know, and then I'll get around yeah. to it. Yeah. So I want to <laughs> like good or bad, but I want to leave, um, you know, kind of end today's show with, with tell us your worst horror story. Whether it was what what was kind of something that you happened that you were just like like shocked that this either a pitch that you received or what happened? Do you oh, have yeah. one of those? Oh okay. Gosh, one? Yeah. Do you have one? I mean, if you have two, I can, we can yeah, go to two. Yeah, no, I have, <laughs> I have many. 
Um, but I actually one time for, I don't even know what publication it was, but I got a pitch from a PR firm here in New York, um, for, you're never going to believe what it was. It was for a pharmaceutical. I'm like, Hmm. have you ever read any of my columns? Like I only cover this, this, and this very specific, but it was for ED medication pharmaceutical. I mean, and this, I don't know if I got mixed into the media list, but I was like horrified when I got it. I said, (laughs) you know, I cover female entrepreneurs. Like I don't cover like sexual dysfunction. Yeah. Sorry, man. So weird. Um, but yeah, that was like, that was priceless. I mean, we laughed about that for weeks and weeks because somebody didn't do their homework and it couldn't have been further from, you know, anything I write about. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have damages, you know, it could, if you talk to people that you're, that you, you know, that are maybe cover that beat, you'd be like, Hey, if you get this pitch, throw it out. Cause I got it too. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't want to have it, have your, the, the client have get uh, you know, bad reputation, your agency, get a rep, bad reputation. Um, yeah. Just bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, among <laughs> many other things, you know, I mean, when I lectured at NYU, um, you know, my students would say some of the bigger, larger yeah some of the more notable pr firms you know they were just pitching machines you know mills pitching mills you know mm-hmm. and they would use scission point and send out one pitch to 5000 different media and you know at that point it was really a numbers game and yeah. you know that's maybe certain clients like the person that i spoke to yesterday would be on board with that mm-hmm. but that's just not mm-hmm. the way that i do things i mean it's just like oh all right. Well, I think that we really just tackled the do's and don'ts in this episode of what to do for pitching to the press. And you got to, I mean, hopefully you took your notes. If you didn't go back, rewatch, take notes. There were lots <laughs> of, I think there were five of both. So take mm-hmm. those notes, practice, practice. Yeah. Step away, look at it, be objective. Um, so many little nuggets. Um, and I just really th- thank you so much, Kristen, for doing this and coming back on to really just help people. So, you know, if thank there's you. something, if there's something we missed, let us know. If you have a tip that we miss, let us know in the comments, please. Because you know what, maybe there's something that, that, that both of us could learn, right? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Always open. Of course. Well, Well, thank thank you so so much much for for being here. Yeah, yeah. So good. And thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.